Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Cole Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for Season 6, Episode 5, Black and Blue. What did you think of the episode? Um, I, This is possibly one of the weaker ones I, I felt with this. I wasn't quite as engaged. It might have just been my frame of mind, of course, at the time I was watching it, but... Um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel quite as engaged with this as maybe some of the others. I don't know whether it was the just just the content of it. I mean, it, it had some good stuff in it. It was nice to see Lilo finally make an appearance again, um, and yeah, the the sort of boxing stuff with Howard was, I mean, okay, but. I, I don't know. I I just I wanted it to push things forward a bit more. You know, we're getting to that point where I I I want it to like ramp up and up and up. And this felt a bit kind of level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So whilst it it's sort of it's more of a kind of bridging episode, I think, and it's setting a few things up. And we do have to have that sometimes, but. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel quite as strong as maybe some of the other episodes have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree. This was still a great episode. Um, yeah. It wasn't as like fantastic or phenomenal as the previous four. I mean, let, let's face it, any bad episode of Better Call Saul is better than a good episode of most TV shows. So, that's, you know. that's true, yeah. Yeah, you do have that going on. Um, but no, it's a great, uh, another great setup episode, and you do have to do those even in the worlds of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, you know, even some of the greatest shows have to do quieter set-up episodes. Um, but no, I thought the stuff with Gus was good. There's, like, something going on with his character, which I think is really interesting. Uh, Lalo yeah. coming back was kind of uh, interesting and mysterious. Because um, we we still don't quite know what he's up to. But we, we got a good inclination of, like, where roughly he is and kind of what he's up to, I suppose, in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a mystery kind of sense. Um yeah, the uh, <clears throat> Howard and um, Cliff uh, content was was very very interesting. Obviously, we saw that how that kind of resolved with uh, Jimmy, which I thought was great. Uh, they're still doing a very good job. One of the kind of the the tonal highlights of these episodes is the comedy between the with the Jimmy or Soul or whatever you want to call him uh, scenes, and then the more dramatic stuff with like. Gus is a bit nervous, but what is Lalo up to? And he doesn't know what Lalo's up to, and neither do we. So nobody knows, and it's all dramatic and tense and everything. E- even though we see, this is what, what another great thing is about the show, and and specifically this one as opposed to uh, Breaking Bad. Obviously, in Breaking Bad, we had no idea who was gonna survive because there was no, it wasn't a prequel to anything. Mm-hmm. With this, we know that Mike survives, we know that Gus survives, we don't know where Lalo ends up. So there, there's only a few characters you can actually put character death sort of stakes on yeah. but somehow and, and they do they were doing this last season with Jimmy with like the desert episode and everything where we were kind of worried for him but we knew he would be fine um, and them kind of doing the same thing but with Gus of like Gus is kind of nervous and he's changing a bit and it's like interesting and different mm. um, but we know he's going to be fine but there's still tension around him yeah, um, it takes quite a craft to be able to to do that. So, no, like you said, I thought this was another great episode. Um, we've how many have we got? Seven, eight, uh, nine episodes left, I think. Two more of it from this half, and then seven in the next one. So, things are gonna you know start ramping up again, I'm sure, and we'll probably have quite a dramatic uh, two episodes until the the mid season break here. So, 
um that'll be you know the next two episodes so that'll be very very good um so yeah it's it's absolutely fine for a show to do one of these episodes because you know it's gonna things are gonna ramp back up um so another good episode um and there we go anyway let's get into housekeeping and everything and then we'll get into the recap see you for that in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so uh, recently on Entertainment Talk, um, it was a very interesting night for football yesterday. Because um, Man United won a trophy, but... It was the youth team, so uh, you know you you gotta you gotta get your in, in a very bad season. You gotta get your happiness where you can take it, and uh, you know what? Yeah. Big big credit to the the youth team. You've showed up the first team this season because you actually put in effort, you cared, and they got all the way to the final. They won, and uh, I watched the five minute that those five minute highlight videos. I've probably smiled more at that than I have. Of like watching most because obviously I didn't watch like the full game, but I watched all the ninety-minute games for the for the first team, and it was just really nice. And seeing them lift the trophy and them actually, you know, achieving something was uh, was really good. So big credit to the youth team for doing that. And uh, yeah, they should be threatening the well, not threatening in terms of de- death, but threatening in terms of taking some of the first team places next season possibly. Um, because you know they won a trophy, which is good. Also, um. On another side note, uh, so Eric Ten Hag, who's currently the Ajax manager, is going to be Man United's manager next season. Last night won a game with Ajax, so he's still there at the moment. He's got a few games left. And they won their Dutch league. So that was really nice as well. 
Um, so I got happiness out of football without seeing the first team do anything. <laughs> so, but you know, it was a, it was a good night. You know, T- Ten Hag won the league with his team, and the youth team won an FA Cup. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff all around. Yeah, there's all of that. Um, all right, on to some other reviews and stuff. I did a don't skip review for Sifu. It's the fighting game from Slow Clap. Uh, that's an entirely spoiler-free one because there is a story there, but the main focus is really the gameplay, animations, you know, fighting, all that kind of stuff. So that was an entirely spoiler-free one. Uh, so I talked about the animations, the fighting, the gameplay, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was good as well. Um, we talk a lot about Apple TV Plus shows, so I decided to finally do a list called Top 5 Best Apple TV Plus Shows. Um, none of the ones I had on my list, because I had, like, honourable mentions and I mentioned the other shows that I watch, none of them are bad. All of them are at least good to, you know, excellent. So, uh, yeah, that list was quite tough to put together because all of them were good. <laughs> so, there was, uh, that was really, really good to do as well. Uh, so, that's top five best Apple TV Plus shows. Speaking of Apple TV Plus, I uh, finished the first season of Foundation and absolutely loved it. And I decided to do one of my Why You Should Watch episodes. That episode is... Um, designed to be entirely spoiler-free and to talk about the qualities of the show, the characters, where you can watch it, and all that kind of stuff, um, and talk about it in a, talk about it in a spoiler-free way, but still allow me to talk about the qualities of the show and talk about why you should watch Foundation. I've done three or four of those episodes now, so uh, that is another one for those. Uh, over on Gaming Talk this week, I uh, did a solo episode because Robert combined uh, Mother's Day with his birthday, which was which was nice, but he was unavailable for the Sunday. Um, but I talked about the uh, there's a new lawsuit going on with Activision, specifically more involve, involving Bobby uh, Kotich, who's the CEO, who is, let's just say, a not very nice person. So uh, there's that involved. Uh, talked about Deliver Us the Moon, which is a sequel to the game uh, from obviously before that. And uh, there's some uh, Last of Us chat within that. The devs have been kind of inspired by Last of Us 2, which is interesting. And also talks about my impressions for the medium as well. So there's all of that. Um, over on the United cast, uh, Brighton beat us by four goals to nil. I'm guessing that's the game that you were referencing on Geek Town yes. this, this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, let's ignore that one. They won the FA Youth Cup. Let's just, let's just remember that. Uh, so there's all that going on. Um over on some positive stuff, I gave a must-see review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, spoiler-free first half, massive spoilers for the second half. Uh, so uh, there's that review for Doctor Strange. Um, I Also in the MCU, because we had kind of a bunch of MCU content last week, um, did my Don't Skip review for Moon Knight Season 1, so I very much enjoyed that on Disney+. Plus. Uh, chat podcast for last month, talking about how April of 2022 went. Also talks about gender education and uh, the ongoing abortion discussion at the moment and a whole bunch of other stuff mental health behind the scenes some updates there all that kind of stuff and that is what we've been doing on entertainment talk.org and on podcast platforms all right let's get into the opening uh, again another weird one um this didn't get resolved until right at the very very end of the episode um yeah. i'd almost actually forgotten about this cold episode cold open to the episode and then once we kind of seen lalo in the house i was like wait a minute we've not seen that thing pop up yet yeah. and then of course it did so Anyway, uh, an, un- an unidentified man creates a block containing a wooden measuring scale. Uh, the text in uh, it's spoke- it's written in something, but it says "With love, uh, your boys." That's the translation for it, basically. Uh, is laser engraved onto the casting, and a manufacturing label is stuck to the bottom. It is then placed in a velvet-lined black box. Uh, you get quite the. Uh, it almost reminds me of kind of the cooking montages from the you know the uh, from Breaking Bad. When you'd kind of see things like, you know, 
that uh, Walt and Jesse and they'd be yeah. you know doing the cooking it'd be sped up and this was like in pretty normal speed but uh again very weird like you start asking questions about like okay who is this person what are they making why are they making it and where are we going to see it next of course this ends up in the woman's house at the end of the episode and Lalo takes it for some reason which we'll talk about later um what was your thoughts as you were seeing this uh, cold open david well yeah i i did have the thought of like uh, wait are they in the lab cooking is that what you know is this right. like a flash forwardy thing and we were seeing them actually kind of using the the lab cook and i'm sure that was part of the idea of when uh-huh. the people first saw it um because of course the lab although it's not finished does feature in this episode as well yeah the um, cooking lab thing uh, so uh, that was my initial thought was maybe they were showing some cooking and then it kind of, it, it, I, I wasn't entirely sure where the slide rule thing was going and, you know, the measuring scale thing. Um, so yeah, I was a little confused as to exactly what this was, but then that's fine. It's a classic kind of cold open, mm-hmm. you know, thing that you expect from these guys. So, uh, but yeah, that was my initial thought was, oh, they're, they're we seeing somebody do a cook here. Yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yes. It's always interesting. Like you know, you click play on the episode, you start and all that, and you just kick into a uh, weird cold open. Um. It's kind of a just a a mystery treat, I suppose. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. But good stuff. Uh. Over to the main story. Um. Which is literally what it says here. Uh. Kim uh, wakes up in the middle of the night, still shaken by the night. Uh. Lalo Salamanca threatened. Her and Jimmy, uh, she places a chair against the door to keep it from opening. That's a sign of, not not a good sign, uh, from opening. Jimmy also wakes up and uh, he and Kim talk, uh, telling Kim that he's glad Lalo is dead. Uh, Jimmy makes them both coffee as Kim removes the chair eventually, once once they start chatting and everything, uh, from the door. Um, yeah, when you're doing this, that's, that's not a good sign. When you're waking up in the middle of the night because you're bothered by... Um, what would you call Lalo an assassin, I suppose? A cartel, drug cartel assassin yeah. person thing. Um, and you're so concerned that he's going to you know, show up at your door, which is understandable given what happened uh, last season. Because uh, the, converse- the confrontation they had was in that very front room, wasn't it? Um, where he was asking Jimmy, like, hey, tell me the story again. Tell me the story again. Um, if you remember from like That was probably one of the most intense, not just episodes, but scenes in uh, Better Call Saul. So... Um, that it's interesting because after that scene happened, everyone there was so many people like, oh, this is now better than Breaking Bad, like straight away. And it's like, okay, c- calm, calm down. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, what do you think of uh, what's going on here with uh, Kim? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not a great sign if if she's still that bothered. And of course, she hasn't uh-huh. told Jimmy that Lalo's still alive. And you know, she's like, I, and he's kind of, you know, I know, like the nuns wouldn't like me saying this, but I'm glad he's dead. And she's like smiling at him, going, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> and, and has actually told him clearly that uh, there's a chance that he may still be alive. So there's that secret going on. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You do wonder again what this is going to come to for Kim. You know, because mm-hmm. we've got a few things going on here. We've got her concerned about Lalo showing up. Um, you know, you've got the thing later on with uh, the the fact that Howard now seems to have somebody tracing trailing them. So yeah, I mean, it 
it's kind of interesting this this as to where we're you know because as we've said before kim the mystery of what happens to kim is is one of the big mysteries of this show mm-hmm. um so uh yeah but i mean you also i mean sticking a chair under the door great i, I mean might help a little bit but it, if Lalo's determined enough there's no way that that's going to stop him getting in yeah if he wants to get in he'll get in um yeah. just like he did with the woman's house later on yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what 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 do you think? Because obviously, like the 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 concern here is like if I tell Jimmy that Lalo's alive, um, what what does that do to him? You know, uh, mm-hmm. espe- especially while they're still doing dealing with this Howard stuff, I guess, and that's kind of going on as well. Um, and Jimmy seems in an okay sort of place. Because um, she's more the one kind of freaking out at the moment, but because she knows the truth. So, yeah, be very interesting to see where this goes and um, li- literally where Lalo goes next, I suppose. So, yeah, because um, again, we still don't really quite know what he's up to. So, uh, but no, very good opening or continuation of the episode. Uh, Gus finishes um, writing uh, some paperwork and inspects uh, the kitchen of Los Palos uh, Hermanos I think I actually said that correct for a change uh, he attempts, uh, attempts to work uh, the till and takes a man's order half of it uh, but is clearly distracted you get like a distorted sound distraction kind of mm-hmm. effect which is always kind of cool uh, another employee drops a tray which helps him you know flicks his you know attention over to him uh, before he sternly walks outside the restaurant and we get a very very dramatic uh, better call soul breaking bad style music and he stares at the uh los polos uh hermanos uh sign um yeah it's really interesting because one, one of the things and not not that it's not that what's happening with gus is taking away from his character but one of the things both me and you have said that we really like about gus is his sort of preciseness his sort of precision when he just goes about doing anything mm. the way the way that he puts a a key down the way that he takes his shoes off the way that he puts a you know his tie on the way that he does things like close a door um it's very sort of like uh clean and sort of you know precise but um he's very distracted and um i kind of like that they're as much as i like that sort of precision you know professional side of gus and it's really intriguing to watch and obviously Giancarlo always does a very good job in anything that he's in uh, especially in these uh episodes obviously uh, it is interesting that this Lalo stuff has had some effect on him, um, because I think it, it, even as stern and as and as tough as Gus is, um, and I think what's interesting about it as well is because, well, for uh, for even for us audience, even though we saw him in this episode and he's kind of doing something we don't know exactly why or where he's going next, the whole mystery is to like Mike doesn't know where he is, um, Gus doesn't know where he is, nobody really knows where he is. Mm. And because that specific element is there, that's what's caused him to sort of be more distracted. And, and the way that this is all being written and adding up not only makes sense, which is important, but it's it's a bit interesting and it's sort of different as opposed to just it's Gus versus Lalo and yeah. play it out normally. Not that that would even be bad itself, but I think you get what I'm saying. So yeah. um, what do you think of what's going on here with Gus? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in that it's it's just little subtle things that mm-hmm. Gus sort of acting slightly off, you know, like when he's in the office, you see him being trying to be controlled, you know, the sort of putting the pen down very carefully mm-hmm. and 
being very care very deliberate about you know where he puts his notes and, and and all that sort of stuff and then when he comes out and he's kind of serving and you get that the the kind of weird you know distorted distraction thing I, that it's it's the way that even the slightest thing it's like i remember there was a scene a couple of episodes ago where he sat at the table and they're waiting to hear what had happened and gussie's kind of just playing with his fingers a little bit and you it, it it's on, on anybody else it would be like nothing but on gus it's like that is a you can tell he's majorly majorly traumatized and sort of upset just by a little flick of his thumb or something and i I just i love the way that they're there's very small things that they're playing with with gus uh like when they get back to the house and he's like just scrubbing with a toothbrush and you know there's there's just little tidy things Mm. that shows that he's really not in a good place without him doing some over-the-top kind of thing you know uh it's yeah it, it, it's it's really just subtle and measured and i love the way that they portray gus in this um you know you can tell he's very very rattled even though he outwardly it doesn't show it if you didn't know the character that well you wouldn't really see it but because we do know what the character is like he comes across as like, you know, there's a minor little thing that he does and it comes across like, Oh wow. He's really, really rattled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's just, I mean, it's Jim Carlo and just the way the character is written. He's, he's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's not, I think it's not just the nervousness It's also probably like the frustration of, I can't find this guy and I have all this power and I'm yeah. know, the, the king. He, he looks at himself as obviously like the kingpin or, or whatever, but he can't find him and it's really frustrating to him so um... yeah well that, that's the thing i mean lalo lalo is the one person that could could bring everything crashing down and uh-huh. you know if they if lalo has some sort of proof i mean not only you know the guy coming after him that's one thing uh but the fact that gus is not in control of any of this and this is a man that likes to be in control and that you know he has no idea where lalo is uh potentially if he does show up and come after him that's one thing but if he shows up and has some actual evidence then that brings everything crashing down Mm. so yeah yeah so it'd be very interesting to see where this goes next two episodes uh meanwhile erin uh brill under the guidance of howard and cliff uh explain the concept of discovery uh to some elderly residents of the sandpiper um crossing retirement home who are anxious that they may not even be alive when the settlement for the class action lawsuit arrives. Clifford notices that Howard seems... Uh, it says here nervous. I didn't really get the nervous thing from him, but he's, he's sort of keeping an eye on Howard. Uh, when one resident tells Erin that um, he's been thinking about getting a new lawyer, but before Erin can recommend doing so, Howard steps in to uh, further um, convince the residents after the talk. Clifford uh, tells Erin... Um, to their offices uh, but wishes to have a word with Howard uh, Cliff confronts Howard over the incident where he saw a sex worker get thrown from his car uh, Howard denies these accusations but after finding out Clifford was with Kim uh, he puts two and two together and comes up with four uh, at the same time realises that Jimmy was behind the incidents um, 
Yeah, it's as soon as as soon as Howard said, "Who was you? Who was your meeting with?" And he goes, yeah. "Oh, it was Kim." Like, because Cl- Cliff doesn't really quite see like what's going on here, but that's no. understandable. As soon as she said Kim, it was like you know clicked in Howard's mind. Um, yeah, because uh, obviously we get the fight later on with uh, Jimmy and and Howard. Um, I I don't know how much I was expecting this to blow up because. Jimmy did this, you know, with the what was it, the uh, bowling ball on top of the car, and there were, yeah. he sent, I think, what was it, sex workers to a to a lunch, um, business yes. lunch thing last last season. That there was something I can't remember everything, but there were some things he Jimmy was doing last season, and I just kind of wonder from how because it kind of gets well settled, but obviously there's the private investigator that we'll talk about later. I'm just wondering because out of like a lot of the characters in this show. I find maybe Howard the hardest to to read. Uh, like at, th- at this moment, I can't quite tell what he. I mean, obviously, he wanted to like you know take the phys- you know physical stress out or you know with the with the boxing and stuff. But if Jimmy does keep doing this, which he obviously is going to, what what Howard's gonna do if Jimmy keeps on doing this again and again? Because he does does keep do- you know there was a bit of a break where he stopped doing it for a little bit of time. Um. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what I'm... I'm not really reading Howard's character in terms of... Okay, literally, if Jimmy does this again and again, you know, because we know Jimmy and Kim are still going to be going after Howard because they're, they're trying to, you know, ruin his career. What Howard's going to... I mean, maybe it's good that I, I'm feeling it's a little bit more unpredictable, which is which is kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what, what, what do you think of, like, Howard's... Specifically, Howard's approach here, because Cliff is just telling him about yeah you know, what he's seeing and stuff. It's this is more about Howard. Um, what what are you reading from like Howard's character, I suppose? Yeah, it's interesting because Howard doesn't actually tell Clifford like, "Oh, I you're being set yeah, up. This is what happened." Doesn't confirm or deny it, which uh, might come back to bite him possibly. You know, because he's he's figured out what's going on. Um, which makes life a little bit more difficult, unless they planned for that. Um, but potentially makes life a little bit more difficult for uh, Jimmy and Kim. But it was interesting that he didn't actually confirm anything. I mean, he does sort of say, you know, oh, I, I don't have a drug problem. I have a Jimmy McGill problem. And mm, which is true, yeah. Which yeah, well, which, which is true. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this is going to end up. It's it's difficult to, to kind of see whether they're still going to manage to get the sort of sandpiper stuff through. I mean, I, mm. you've got to imagine that they've, they've come up with a plan if Howard does find out. You know, there must be something that they've got up their sleeve for that. You would have thought. Yeah, um, which is interesting with with Jimmy and Kim because I almost feel like, it, in a good way, off screen, they've like said, "Hey, if Howard does this or that, this is our counter to it." Which it, which when you're when you're seeing the after scenes of them talking and everything, it feels mm-hmm. like they it feels like they have got like backup plans. Yeah, because um, as much as Jimmy can be a little bit like slapstick at certain points well not really slapstick but like get mm. things slightly wrong i don't think kim 
does and which is interesting with Mike's comments last week about her being made of sterner stuff which I think also applies to this situation um but yeah it's just it's interesting like because even if Howard decides to pursue some sort of legal action against I don't know what specifically that would be but some sort of legal action which is what I feel like he's going to maybe do I still don't know how he's going to completely be like oh I gotcha you know with well yeah me and Kim I mean he's he's clearly prepping for something but yeah I'm so I'm I'm sort of interested to see where all that goes um it's interesting this scene also has Erin Brill in it again, um, yep. who is the it's the actress uh, Jessie Ennis. And uh, if you're wondering where you've seen her before, she's in Flight Attendant and she's also in Mythic Quest. She has a wonderful character in Mythic Quest oh, as yes, well. Oh, yes, that's, that's where, if you try to place the face, that's right, where it was. Yeah. She was in Veep as well. Um, oh. So, yes. Mm. Yeah, when, when you said she, Mythic Quest, that, that clicked for me there. So Yeah. Um, great show, also on Apple TV Plus. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which is renewed for another, I think, two seasons. So uh, go and go and have a watch of that one. Um, all right, uh, Francesca uh, arrives at uh, Jimmy's newly bought, uh, unfinished, you know, uh, and decrepit uh, law office, and is confused by Jimmy's uh, new clientele. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> explains that he and Kim have gotten married uh, since they last met. That was a couple of seasons ago, I think. And that he would like for her to uh, be his receptionist once again. Although initially unconvinced, Jimmy tells Francesca he will pay double her usual salary. Uh, Francesca agrees as long as she can also decorate the offices. uh, Which I don't think Jimmy massively cares about, but he he gives her that one. At the same time, uh, oh, there's a meeting with Kim, which we'll talk about separately. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's cool to keep seeing the the office um, in in these uh, episodes. Obviously, we saw the... uh, hey. picked out this office this office thing yeah, at the yeah. end of in the last episode um i just uh, i'm curious about like because this is cool you know tying francesca back in and everything that's that, that's great they're you know connecting some dots there which is good and jimmy getting his more let's be you know soul goodman clients as opposed to jimmy and yeah. McGill clients uh, which makes sense as well pushing him further to becoming soul um but uh yeah it, I, i'm just mainly and i don't know if this show will like how much the show will explore this what interaction kim has with this office because we know obviously you know breaking bad she's nowhere near this office or mm-hmm. the show for that matter um but seeing as when we first like meet soul and everything in breaking bad he's already here already established you know up and running and established and everything for some time so i'm just kind of curious like Will Kim step in the office at some point? Will she be working in the office at any like how much? How much of that are we going to see? And I'm very curious mm. to see like because at some point she's going to stop working in that office. So you know, does she get started in there at any point? And of course, the ultimate question: what happens to her? And wh- when does that mm. kind of all stop? In it, I'm I'm very so, interested in the the timeline part with with Kim here. So yeah, my feeling is that I mean, she may stop by the office once or twice, but I don't see her actually working from there. Mm-hmm. Um, or she into the building. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if she maybe goes to have a look at it or goes to meet Jimmy at some point, but I don't see her actually working there at all. Right, yeah. Um, I, I think she'll probably stick to doing what she's doing. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see Francesca back because we knew mm-hmm. she would have to come in at some point because, you know, we'd seen her earlier on in the earlier episodes and we know she's there in Breaking Bad, so... yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like about this scene, just connecting some more dots to yeah. Breaking Bad. And as I said with last week's episode with Spooge turning up and uh, p- appearance from Wendy, 
Um, seeing that starting to because we're getting we're getting to that point. We have less than ten episodes now. We're getting to that point where they should start making some of those Breaking Bad connections. So uh, we'll see how that continues to mm-hmm. go. Because uh, I did kind of say with locations and with like characters, it'll be interesting to see when they start connecting those dots. So this is more of that, which is good. Uh, <clears throat> at the same time, Kim meets with uh, Varola. Uh, her former uh, paralegal in the Mesa Verde case to apologize for her sudden leaving. Ironically, Viola tells uh, Kim that she admires her and uh, uh, she makes her feel uh, better about the law. Um, this was maybe a scene in the episode that I, I, I watched the scene play out and I was like, this is good. Kim's character's great, everything. But it, it was kind of bit, you know, set up for later and stuff. This was the one kind of scene that... Um, not got glossed over, but maybe I I glossed over it. But yeah. perhaps, um, any thoughts on this this Kim scene? Here? No, I'm kind of with you on that. I, it was one of those things that was like, eh. it kind of just I mean, happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see, and uh, we'll see if anything comes from that later. But um, I suppose the comment here about feeling better about the law, um, has obviously an effect from from Kim. So that was uh, an interesting little piece. So. That was good. Uh, that night, Jimmy arrives at a boxing club <laughs> to meet uh, with a client named H.O. Ward. Uh, inside, he is greeted by Howard, uh, which obviously how you spell that name. Um, I like what Howard's done. That was kind of kind of smart from Howard. That's kind of cool. Uh, who tells him he's sick of his antics and challenges him to a one-on-one boxing match to settle their feud. Jimmy initially is like, nah, ain't got time for this kind of thing. But he changes his mind and suits up to fight Howard. Uh, while Jimmy is initially acts playful, uh, boasting to imaginary crowd, uh, Howard punches Jimmy hard. They start knocking some, you know, they slowly start knocking some punches yeah. and it gets more physical. Um, and, uh, you know, Howard punches Jimmy hard. Eventually, Howard knocks Jimmy down uh, and tells him not to continue messing with him. Outside, however, once Jimmy drives off, Howard meets with a private investigator and tells him he wants to know everything about Jimmy. Um, again, good, great comedy stuff here. You know, Howard being calm about the situation. This is more kind of like Howard is clearly more of the you know physical person here, mm-hmm. and he wants to use that and just be like, you know what, in a very you know, in a more ethical way, in a sort of, you know, instead of you know chasing him down on the street and beating him up or something, it's like, hey, invite him into uh, this boxing ring and get properly suited up, and there's a referee and stuff and. Have a just take out that physical frustration, I suppose, for for Howard um, with all, with everything that's been going on. So that makes sense from from his character there. Um, and you know, Jimmy in this scene is 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 brilliant. Obviously, uh, Bob Odenkirk um, with initially the kind of like messing about and taunting him, and I think that just frustrates Howard more. And then he just obviously decides to you know yeah. knock him out in the end. Um, this was great. Uh, we'll talk about, I suppose, specifically the investigator in a minute. But what do you think of the uh, boxing fight here? Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things that Jimmy let himself get him drawn into uh-huh. it. It's a sensible thing to do would be going, you're ridiculous, and just walk away. Because mm-hmm. this is never going to resolve anything. And, I mean, it, it's... He just gets goaded into it by Howard. He lets Howard goad him into it, which is something where, in the later scene, when he's back home, he does kind of, why do I let why did I let Howard do that? Mm. But um, yeah, he's it. It was a stupid thing, really, for Jimmy to do, but it did make for a quite an entertaining scene. It did. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I guess this, this one's a point for Howard. So, um, what do you think's going on with this private investigator? Well, this, I think, makes things very interesting because yeah. if you remember now you've got you've got now a private investigator following Jimmy and presumably Kim and on top of that you've also got Mike's guys who are also trailing Jimmy and Kim um mm-hmm. so I do wonder whether there's going to be any crossover between those right you know whether the PI spots the fact that they're being trailed uh and potentially you've got Lilo like going to come back at some point mm-hmm so in, in the shadows and all that yeah so so that's an interesting bunch of like people that you know you'll be they're being watched none of it by actual law enforcement but they're being watched by a bunch of different people so mm. yeah that's that's going to be interesting to see where that goes because you do wonder whether mike spots the or mike's guys spot the pi and end up taking the pi out possibly Hmm. Will be one possible, um, or you know, because maybe that that wouldn't serve Mike's purpose for Jim and Kimmy to, you know, Kim and Jimmy to be in trouble. So, and if Mike's guys spot that there's a PI following him, they might see him as a threat and end up taking him out. So, I that 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 I think quite it could be quite intriguing. Now that's set up where yeah. that goes yeah definitely so we'll see how all that plays out but uh interesting move from howard certainly and we'll yeah. see where that one goes uh speaking of when he arrives home when jimmy arrives home that night he attempts to use a uh, makeup to hide <clears throat> the bruising from his boxing match kim tells him to keep the bruise visible and uh, it could become a new uh slogan i'm Saul goodman i fight for you uh is what she says. Uh, Kim reveals that she was only using Viola to find um, out more about a judge in the in an upcoming trial. Uh, Jimmy feels regretful for playing into Howard's games, I think is what you mentioned earlier. Uh, but Kim reassures um, him that he did the right thing as he knows what's coming next. Uh, this kind of, again, this this is what I was talking about earlier with, yeah. I, I, I feel like there's big, because we saw that initial, you know, scene in on, on the bed, end of last season, and they were talking about what they could be doing to Howard and stuff. Um, in a in a good way, I think there's been some you know off 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 screen conversations between the two of them and said like, hey, we're gonna try and do this, but if it doesn't work for this way, and Howard could do A, B, or C, such mm-hmm. a thing. Um, this is what we could do instead. Um, so it'd be very, yeah, very interesting to see how that works out with. Uh, mm. What what they've got planned off screen, I suppose. Or, or equally, I mean, it might not be a case of look if this goes wrong. It might be a case of this was part of the plan. It may very True, well be yeah. that they they wanted you know they were were being obvious enough to get themselves caught for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's distinctly possible that they they wanted Howard to figure it out, so he thinks he's got the upper hand, and mm-hmm. they're now going to drop something else on him which is much more subtly done. So, uh, you know, as I said, you know, the, the Kim reassures him that he did the right thing as he knows what's coming next. And so they seem 
to be perfectly happy to keep on going. So you do wonder whether this was, I mean, not the boxing match itself and getting drawn into that, but Howard finding out may have been part of the plan all along. Mm. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, this whole uh, I'm so good when I fight for you, do you think, like with what Mike said, that's her sterner stuff coming out? And you know, the, the, more, the more physical kind of thing here? Well, possibly. I'm trying to remember whether he does use that as a slogan at um what in breaking bad yeah i don't i don't remember that being used um i yeah i can't remember so uh but yes i mean maybe possibly mhm yeah so um, all right yeah good scene with that uh so it was good between uh, kim and jimmy uh meanwhile Mike is driven to the uh, Ryman's house to speak with uh, Gus. Uh, Mike tells Gus um, that it's only a matter of time before Lalo comes for him, but Gus realises something and says that Lalo can't strike yet. Uh, he and Mike leave to go to the uh, excavation area dug out by uh, Werner Ziegler uh, from last season. Uh, Mike uh, assumes Gus wishes uh, to use the area as a last-ditch hiding spot. He sort of leaves him on his own to do whatever as mike leaves uh gus inspects the area before hiding a handgun uh i didn't specifically see that but it says that here in the caterpillar tracks as um of a, of an excavation gus leaves the area seemingly satisfied um with his plan um i i kind of like this uh dynamic between mike and, and and gus um like the professionalism from both of them i think is very cool uh mike obviously is a, both very very great characters um yeah there's a there's a bit in here what i just before they get to the excavation site where i think this is where gus is using a toothbrush on like the side of the um of the bath and he spots like a little uh, the smallest of mark and he's like you know got his um uh you know he's got the toothbrush there and he's he's trying to clean you know get is that getting frustrated with like one little spot kind of thing um which again goes to further show the uh frustration that gus is going through here um but what did you think of uh this scene and Gus being distracted by small marks on the wall and all that all that kind of thing yeah it's another great bit of sort of character stuff from um, Giancarlo and Gus so uh, I really like sort of that setup it's nice to see the the excavation kind of lab thing Mm -hmm. that popped back up Um, and yeah, I mean, the, him hiding the handgun, and I'm not surprised you missed that because it was almost sort of off screen and it was very difficult to tell what he was actually doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I, I did see that. I, I did see him put the gun there, but it was really hard to see what he actually did. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like they're sort of trying to set that up as, you know, a, a trap area possibly, just in case Lalo does sort of come back um you know i mean the, the it also kind of points to the fact that they maybe figured out what lalo is possibly going after you know the fact mm. that he is that, that he's trying to find evidence of the lab because they can't they don't have any other evidence of uh gussie's betrayal so far but if you can prove that gus is building this super lab and can prove that it's there then that shows that Gus is trying to set up his own business away from the cartel and therefore, you know, so 
that is a betrayal. So it sort of makes sense. That's what Lala's trying to do. He's trying to find the super lab. So, it, uh, you know, they're obviously thinking, well, if he's trying to find the lab just in case he does actually get here, then we've got, like, I've got a handgun stashed just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, be interesting to see how this uh, all goes. But no, all I remember seeing him do was, like, he looked at the tracks, uh, track, sorry, and then kind of st- stood up or looked up and then kind of was, was happy and then that was that was about it so uh, yeah it, it was it was right off the bottom of, it was almost off the bottom of the screen you could just see the handgun on top of the track mm-hmm. hang on a minute what's happened with the oh okay my recorder froze for a second but still going. okay um yeah so that's that uh in a bar uh in germany um a woman uh, is sitting alone before striking up a conversation with Lalo, he's back, uh, who introduces himself as Ben, because of course he does. Uh, the woman introduces herself as Margareta Ziegler, uh, Werner's um, widow, as they talk Werner's work, or the men who uh, worked with him but uh, knows nothing. She apparently believes that Werner died in a cave-in, and that was um, he was able to save his boys, but not himself. Uh, she says that despite all of them Sending her cards. None of them attended the funeral. Uh, eventually, Lalo and Margareta uh, walk back to her house, and the two part ways. The following morning, after Margaret, uh, Margareta uh, leaves the house, Lalo sneaks in. He attempts to search for information and finds the sculpture, which we saw in the cold open. Uh, but Margareta uh, unexpectedly returns home for her phone. Uh, the dog is suspicious. Uh, Lalo uh, loads a silencer onto his gun, which made me very nervous. Um, in case he needs to shoot her, but he notices the label on the bottom of the sculpture. Lalo sneaks out of the window. I don't quite know how he fit through that window, but he <laughs> apparently did. With the sculpture, with Margareta, none the wiser. So he 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 goes away from the scene with that. Um, yeah, it felt kind of once as soon as he takes that silencer out of his jacket or wherever he had it in, and he starts loading it. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> don't shoot this woman. Uh, yeah, uh, and obviously the dog's going kind of mad because, of course, a dog would do that. Yes. Um, I, I, not that n- nobody's broken into this house, but you know, dogs are very suspicious. <laughs> yes. Uh, animals. Uh, this is a really good scene. Um, again, and uh, you know, tying this back into uh, Werner and um, Lalo trying to find out the information and him kind of doing this heist assassin almost type of thing. Uh, it was really good. Uh, lines up back with the um cold open with the uh the sculpture thing which is interesting uh just i'm just glad he didn't shoot her i'm just glad that she's still alive which is which is nice so um but from here we don't quite know why he wanted the sculpture or what he's going to do with it or where he's going next but we at least got an update about him which i which i liked as well um but the update still leaves mystery as to what he's actually kind of specifically up to so uh what do you think of this uh lalo scene or Ben. Yeah, I mean the, the that that sort of points to what he's you know he's trying to find this lab. I'm not sure exactly how the sculpture helps him, other than you know because mm. the, the person that presumably Werner was, or I mean the the boys. My guess is the boys that commissioned it for Werner to give to the widow, and therefore. 
he's assuming that the person that made it will have an address for the boys who are alive and he can go to them and get some information out of them. My, that, that I think is probably what he's doing. Um, so that's why he took the sculpture. So the next person that he goes to see will be the sculpture maker. He you know, gets an address out of him or goes and steals one from the person's records. And then he goes and meets yeah, or goes and sort of tortures or finds or tries to get something out of the other people that worked on the project. Uh, so that, I think, is probably where he's going. I'm glad that he didn't end up having to shoot the widow because, I mean, she's been through enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would have also upset the dog. So That is true. Yeah, but ju- ju- just that that way of... like, Because you do that kind of thing in, in like the Hitman games where you're in like a building and you load a silencer and you do a little doop, a little one shot to the head and it's like sad and quiet and deadly it's uh yeah so that that yes. would have been a sad way for her to go i think so but uh good thing he didn't have to um because there's literally one point where he's like around the corner from that door she's walking up the stairs and you're kind of thinking like if he's gonna poke his gun around the corner and just shoot her as soon as she reaches the top so yeah yeah because uh, the thing is, it, even if the dog wasn't behind that gate and the woman had been shot, I don't. I mean, this isn't a dog that's going to like give you or somebody like Lalo massive like trouble. This is this isn't like a German Shepherd or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, great end to the episode, and we'll see where Lalo shows up next. Um, that's it for the episode. Let's get into a couple of the uh, emails we've got here. Uh, if you'd like to write in, by the way, let us know what you think. What do you think Lala's up to? What do you think Howard's going to do? What do you think uh, Kim and Jimmy are up to? What do you think of Gus's slight change in character? Not out of character, but what he's you know, doing at the moment. Uh, you can send those in to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also an email box and a clickable name on the website version of the episode. Harrison writes in and says hey lads hope you're both uh well yep yeah, we both are mm-hmm. uh thanks for keeping up the great work with um uh better cost hole and rgt which is random gaming talk and all your other work thank you very much for that uh yeah we we do appreciate that uh after uh 509 and the threat towards kim um we had nacho die from a separate incident if kim is to die do you think it would be from lalo coming back um, that's certainly a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was listening to again Bold Moves uh, podcast, which I'll probably do while I'm at work today as well, because they also release their episodes on Thursdays. And uh, I can't remember if it was Alexa or or Jim, because um, those are the hosts' names over there. Uh, but one of them said about Kim possibly getting caught in some sort of crossfire type of thing. Yes, uh, like if possibly. a big if a big war breaks out between like Gus and Lalo, which again is a possibility. I uh, don't know quite how you put Kim in that situation, but that's again a possibility. Um, I I am kind of just hoping it's now. This might some people might look at this as kind of simple and boring and kind of safe, but I kind of hope it's to do with something that Jimmy messes something up, whether it's to do with Howard or Lalo or Gus or himself or you know does something to Kim. She decides to maybe walk away, not become Wendy, obviously, because they're two different people. Yes. Uh, Kim decides to walk away, and then at some point, I don't know if it would be a series finale, or some point in the second half of the episode, uh, second half of the season, that you get, that you're then able to skip Breaking Bad with Kim, because she's gone away, she works solo or something for a number of years, and then finds Kim in the gene scenes. 
Yeah. Because uh, that, that, that's, that's kind of the only way how she survives. Um, unless she walks away in the, let's say, the Better Call Soul scenes and we just simply don't see her again. Yeah. Um, that, that's, the, that's the other way. But I, I suppose <clears throat> with, if you want to do her, her sort of out in the wind doing something, mm-hmm. I, I, fans, I think, would then maybe have questions about, like, where did she go? What is she doing? Um, which is what they did with the, I guess, the El Camino film with with Jesse, because uh, it fully answered those questions. Because um, also the Gene scenes are supposed to wrap up, you know, Jimmy's story, because he kind of, you know, goes off the end of Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. so that's that's that. Uh, what what do you think? Danger from Lalo, or what, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, possibly. Um, although I, I I still get the feeling that if if it ended up being Kim being killed by Lalo you sort of feel that that would be enough to jolt Jimmy into being more of a straight lawyer. You know, if it got, if something he did got his wife killed, I I don't know. Spook him more than, yeah, you'd think it would spook him more than it, it seemingly does. So I'm more leaning towards either her, having a revelation and realizing that she's gone too far and walking away and deciding she needs to be somewhere else or her getting sent into witness protection of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and so her surviving this and it would then give you the possibility of her coming back for the gene f- scenes and giving them sort of a happily ever after, maybe right. giving you them know. a last send off scene kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it is possible that she dies in some way, but I sort of feel that if Jimmy had anything to do with doing something that he can blame himself for causing her death, that probably would have changed the character of Soul quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't see how he would do that and then think it's fine to carry on doing the scams that he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I, I sort of feel that she sort of needs to have either walked away of her own accord or he needs to think that she's safe somewhere for, um, you know, or, or she needs to have died in some way that is completely unrelated. So I, I don't know. I'm just away somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the one thing I just hope that doesn't happen is she dies to further his character to become soul. Cause that, that leans into a cliche of like, Mm, killing off the woman to further the you know yeah and i i don't see how that will work because i think he'd more likely blame himself for right you know um which would not make unless the only the only way around that would be if she goes even then you know if she goes too far and it's something which is her idea and he tells her not to do it and she does it anyway but even then you'd think that would temper Soul to a certain extent, mm-hmm. you know. So, I I don't know. I I'm erring on the side of she probably survives, but um, making it work with her dying. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Beth says, uh, "Great to see Lala back." It is. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see his act. I I'd like to see his actor really. Sorry, I like to see his actor really shine. Um, but uh, they all do. Uh, do you think there is anyone in particularly worthy of an Emmy? So from this cast, I'm assuming she's talking about um, Ray Re- 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 Seahorn could do with like getting some Emmy recognition because I- I'm sure Bob Bob Odenkirk's been at least nominated yeah. for 
either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, I'm sure has been nominated before. Um, yeah. Giancarlo has probably been nominated for some stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't recall, I don't recall seeing Rare Seahorn get nominated for an Emmy. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I don't remember every single Emmy year and nomination and stuff, so, um, but Ray Seahorn does deserve, um, some, uh, award recognition, whether it's an Emmy or something else, so, um, yeah, but yeah, John Carlo in here, you've got the actor that plays Lalo, he's really good, um, got Michael Mando for Nacho, even though he's, just because he's gone, you know, he was still in this season, so you could still give him something but there, there's lots of performances in here that are worthy of worthy of awards um i just think it's uh, uh i i've noticed a, i think it's been like two there's been two particular seasons where kim has like really really shined i think the last two seasons and she i think she got like snubbed um from the award so some, something for her would be would be good uh what do you what do you think yeah i was just looking at um Bob, Jim Carlo, and Jonathan Banks have all been nominated um, okay. at one point or another. So yeah, Rhea really should have been nominated for at some point by now um, from the acting side of things. She was, I think, nominated for a Cricket Critics' Choice Award. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be an Emmy, just like an award. No acting. Um, and she was she was nominated for a Satellite Award, Saturn Award. Uh, uh, and the entire cast has been nominated for for Screen Actors Guild Awards. So, okay. I mean, they have had some nominations. I mean, yeah. So I, I think Rhea could do with a bit more. Like you know, her own Emmy nomination would make sense. It seems a bit ridiculous that the other main cast have been nominated and she hasn't. Uh, Bob, I think, is brilliant. Um, Jim Carlo, though, is outstanding and. That that performance, I think, is a really specific mm-hmm. performance. You, and you could have both just... Giancarlo and Rhea win because they'd be in. Wouldn't they be in best male and then best female? Uh, I don't know whether they. Or do they just do best, best performer now? Uh, it, I think they might. I'm not sure whether they just do best performer. Cause isn't it? Because this would be under drama, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be best? It's, uh, it's best supporting actor and best so, lead actor, so yeah, or outstanding yeah. lead actor. So. Uh, uh, Chris, last thing, Chris says, um, I like how unpredictable this show can be, even as a prequel. Um, we know uh, 60% question mark of the uh, characters' fates. There's still so much we don't know. Uh, two episodes, how uh, many Gene episodes do you think we get and when? And I find it interesting in the uh, content news section to hear about the main night results. Uh, does David feel the same? Um, yeah, what, what, what do you think when I like read out those... Uh, scores and stuff I, as you know I, I follow very very little sports right. um, so yeah. what I do know is about what you ever, ever you tell me apart from I did see that Man United results and I was like ooh mm-hmm. uh, where, where but, did you see that oh came up on I have got the BBC Sports app on my phone and it popped up so that's okay. where I, I saw the result on there huh. was um, it like a particular headline or something yeah yeah it was it was one of the news headlines that pop up so uh, yeah. yes um, yeah, we we do tend to still grab headlines, just not in the right way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it, it is still kind of unpredictable, even for a prequel. There's, there is still things we don't know. Um, like you said, it, it's, that's what's also so good about this show. And we, we said this probably last scene with the desert scenes with, you know, Mike and, um, uh, stakes there, which was, which was really good. Um, but, uh, so that's, that's a, re- and that's a great thing to do in a, in a prequel as well. Yeah. Um, how many Gina? Um, you could either do like, because it depends what story you want to keep telling. Like, is Kim actually going to be in those episodes? If she is, that's more content. Um, is Gene himself going to survive? You've got that to sort out. Um, is Howard in those scenes in some way, shape, you know, because he could still be around, I suppose. Um, but it ultimately depends on, I suppose, what you're what you're doing with what you're specifically doing with Gene, which is what the unknown territory and how long that story. Mm-hmm. It's going to take for you to tell, because uh, you can either do like one really big episode, like a, a full-on hour-long episode, or you can do a couple of them. But that uh, depend that depends on do they want to finish off the Jimmy story first, like conclude all the better cold soul answers, and then do con- conclude the actual show with Gene scenes, or sprinkle it around, you know, in these. In yeah, these see, I, I I'm not sure. Um, I, I I don't necessarily think you even need a whole episode to wrap things up on the gene side of things because yeah I mean it, it might end up with I, I think you might end on a gene scene of some description I don't know um, it's hard to know how they are going to structure that whether, whether you're going to yeah because it It'd be sort of weird to to see where Jimmy ends and then maybe back. Your the only way you would do that is if you sort of wrap the gene things up and then have a last sort of five minute coda of them jumping back to it dovetailing directly into Better Calls into um, Breaking Bad. Um, you know, so you sort of jump forward in time and then jump back to the the kind of moment of breaking bad so i i'm not sure it'd be interesting to see how they do wrap it up and how they structure it but i i don't necessarily think you need like a you're going to get whole episodes of gene i Mm. suspect it will be part of another episode yeah yeah we'll see um but we're getting to that interesting point you know we've got two episodes left of this half then we've only got what seven in the in the next half so something like that we're, we're less than 10 episodes um it's interesting with the walking dead and with Be- uh with uh better castle because like walking dead how's it going to wrap up with its comic book and there's still some content for that that's got what, eight episodes left then you've got uh better castle which has got um nine i think left um and uh yeah they're both getting to their their kind of home stretch which is interesting so um, but also for for this show at the moment, we got two until the mid season finale, and usually shows do big things for their mid season finale. So we'll see how it all goes. Um, all right, that's what we got for you for this week's episode. Thank you all very very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course, for the next one and for other stuff in the meantime. If you would like to find that stuff that we've got, uh, it's on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. That's for TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about how the, the youth team got on and stuff, I did do an episode for that yesterday, so check that out as well. So that's good. Uh, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Check out all of that, entertainmenttalk.org and your favourite podcast platform. Search for Entertainment Talk. If you'd like to support us in other ways, you can either tell other people about what we're doing 
uh, and where they can find it either by just telling them or using social media that type of stuff uh, Patreon $1, $3 level tiers add free podcast review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to for all those things uh, David runs a website called geektown.co.uk that's for TV and film news renewals cancellations pickups um, casting news all that type of thing we're at that, we're at that point of the year anyway uh, David what is going on with uh, Geektown at the moment uh, at the moment it's got lots of renewals and cancellations going up uh, we've got things shifting around there's some news on 911 Lone Star this morning uh, so that has gone up BBC just ordered a whole new bunch of comedy including the return of some older shows like Detectorists and Bad Education coming back so there's a story up on that there are premiere dates for silent witness um a whole load of renewals we're getting a lot of renewals this week because uh friday the 13th is what we tend to refer to as bloodbath day which Mm. is usually when everything gets cancelled and renewed it'll be either friday or sometime over that weekend because the upfronts for which is when they introduce the uh new shows to advertisers all start on Monday uh, the 16th and run throughout that week for the five main networks in the US so there will be lots of stuff and renewals and cancellations coming certainly either on Friday or or over the next week so uh, lots and lots of stuff going on there and on Geek Town Radio this week we did a review of Heartstopper, we talked about everything everywhere all at once which is out uh, today or tomorrow I think on UK cinemas so uh, Grey got an advanced screening of that so he did gives us his thought on that film Mm -hmm. some little thoughts on doctor strange as well and we talked about the baftas and of course the fact that we have a new doctor and uh, lots and lots of other stuff it was a really fun show this week so uh, that's episode 349 and that is up on geektown.co.uk and also on your favorite podcast podcast platforms Mm -hmm. as well yeah how did it's a sin not win anything that's like i I know we did talk about that quite a lot yeah 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 nasty uh great show go and watch it on all four if you've not seen that in the uk i think it's on disney plus as well so it is but and, and i think on netflix yeah <laughs> so. So plenty of options go and watch it. it's a sin brilliant show uh that's it for that uh, if you want to find uh bex she's, she's streaming pretty much daily or very regularly over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s you can go and give her a follow over there you can also find her on twitter and instagram for her different social media posts uh gray as we mentioned you can find him at gray the geek that's gray with an a for his social media posts and all that kind of stuff you can follow me on twitch as well which is at etalk uk doing different gaming streams um i uh, finished uh sifu on the stream the other day which is good uh, that's not quite on the youtube channel yet but if you want to find the archive streams and the game clips you can find those on the youtube channel which is called entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye bye